Hey everybody, welcome to another piping hot episode of Slurp. It is me, your host, your best friend, the guy who is sitting in the back of class just doodling, Kevin Chu. And I've got such an exciting episode and guest this week. I talked to Leanne, one of my longtime friends who I've known as a fashion maven. She's also a really great artist. She makes her own jewelry and sells them on her Etsy store. She also has an Instagram where she documents her colorful, vibrant, vivacious style. And she's a big personality that I love. She took me to Mito Cafe in Roland Heights, where she introduced me to a dish called carbonara udon. Um, it's basically udon noodles coated in carbonara sauce, of course. And the sauce is rich and creamy and so good. And it's complemented really well by the spinach that they put in. And they also put in bacon bits, which contrast it really well, as well as some really coarsely ground black pepper like you can see little tiny squares of black pepper in your dish and every bite is so good and just full of dimension and flavor it's really good you should all try it if you get a chance and we talked a lot about her fashion style how it came to be her influences art and work-life balance which i think is really important and i am looking forward to this becoming a lifestyle podcast <laughs> so look out for more lifestyle tips in the future guys but for now please sit back relax and enjoy my conversation with Leanne everybody uh, Leanne your outfit is very colorful today I, very, I love it very much um, and you're wearing one of your statement necklaces which I love um, you made that yourself right it's like a beautiful shooting star with a rainbow yeah yeah I went to high school with you and uh, I remember you did kind of have the same you used to also make jewelry out of like not jewelry material I guess and in high school too you made them out of paper and you laminated it yeah yeah did you buy something for your sister mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah good time. she yeah she's she got mad at me because she's not really a jewelry person <laughs> So, uh, there are earrings too. So they're really nice. Yeah, I'm gonna pierce my ears <laughs> and I'm gonna wear them soon. Um, but yeah, now you've kind of moved on to, or moved to play? Yeah, yeah, that's been the most recent hobby, I guess. Mm-hmm. I really like how it turns out. It's very bold. Yeah. I can make it real colorful and like cartoons bring them to life, so that's been great. Do you fire it up in like your oven at home or your kiln? Do you have a kiln? I don't have a kiln. Those are so expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that invested. <laughs> but yeah, I just use my. Uh, well, if the business takes off, then you can get a kill. <laughs> if I get rich, I guess. <laughs> um, when did you start making jewelry or like accessories? I guess. Um, well, the first time I made jewelry was in middle school, isn't it? Huh? Miyazaki movies? Yeah, it's Howl's Moving Castle. I think yeah, it's playing yeah, on TV right have, now. Like, this is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Anyways, um, yeah, I first started making jewelry in middle school for a Girl Scout patch. Mm-hmm. Leaders taught me how to do it using like beads. Yeah. And after I learned, I was like, I can make anything into an earring. <laughs> and so I did that in high school. Okay, so it was like it started off with beads, and then you moved to paper. Yeah, 
these are cool, but they don't really have a lot of personality, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> you used to draw a lot, or all of them, and you used to, like, cut them out into nice shit, or, or like, cut them out along the outlines, too. Yeah. Um, and you used a lot of color, too. Is there any, like, particular, like, artists you took inspiration from for those, or...? Thank you. Um, you know, I just like color. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, it's just fun to wear, uh, to like have wearable art. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I always think about when I want to accessorize. Uh -huh. Like, what kind of art do I want to wear? What uh -huh. kind of colors do I want to wear? Then yeah. I make it. Are there a lot of like other like I guess retailers out there that make that kind of stuff that you want to wear? I mean, I support a lot of independent artists. Mm -hmm. if that's what you're asking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess it would be hard for them to find that kind of stuff in like a mainstream kind of department store, or even kind of a big store. Like, yeah. So I mean, you always have like those fast fashions that have like novelty jewelry mm -hmm. and stuff that's cheaply made and mass produced, like a hot topic. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they can make some cute stuff, but like the quality is gonna be shit. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, and like. You're not really supporting someone. Uh -huh. You're supporting a corporation and they rip off small artists anyway, so. Yeah. I find often that when I'm buying like enamel pins, which I love, that I, 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 I usually get them from like smaller or like, um, I guess independent artists who like make them and like make really cool stuff that I, I really like, is really like niche and like, I never thought that like I would have like my interests, I guess, represented like acutely in like stuff that I could wear on my body like that. But it's nice to have that. Um, so, you're also very into like thrifting too. You're like a huge thrifter. And that's a lot of like what you post on Instagram too. You go on, you, you thrift a lot and you go get a lot of hauls. Uh, when did you start thrifting? Um, I think my first time thrifting was in like uh, maybe late ninth grade or early tenth grade. Mm -hmm. As soon as I was allowed to go, <laughs> yeah, because my parents were like against it. It's like there was. I mean, before it was hip, you know. Um, what was it against? A lot of stigma against thrifting because, like, you know, like. My, my dad grew up in poverty and like they had to go to the Salvation Army and uh, things and stuff. So I don't know, my parents never wanted me to engage in that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But like I came from from a different perspective. It's like reduce, reuse, recycle, uh, feeding into the fast fashion industry and you got some cool quirky pieces yeah. throw it together. So that's one of my main loves in life. <laughs> yeah, I also like to go thrifting. We really still have to go thrifting together. Sometime. You were invited today, but I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, Edward. Um, but um, yeah, I also, you know, I, I often find that I find probably like my favorite pieces at thrift stores, like the sweater I'm wearing. I love a lot. I was actually gonna get it for a friend for Christmas, but I've done that before. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I get you. But it's just like, it's so nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, how do you find like those like pieces that you love and like 
I guess, like, see. Because, like, I find, like, maybe it's because I go usually to the same thrift stores, but, like, it's, like, very often I find, I, I come out with, I guess, nothing sometimes, you know? Yeah, some, sometimes that happens. Yeah. You're, you're never going to know when you go in what you're going to come out with, what you're going to find. That's mm-hmm. the beauty of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... I just have a very large database in my mind. Uh-huh. Pieces I'm searching for, brands I like, textures, types of material, fabric, yeah. uh, patterns. You know, and like dream items, like your treasure trove ones, that if you found it, it'd be like, game over, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I know a lot about what I want. Uh-huh. And so, if I see like an edge of something, an edge of a pattern, I'd be like, I know exactly what that is. I'm going to grab it, put it in the car, that's it. <laughs> you know? You're very studied. What? You're very studied. You know a lot about it. I know my interests well. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, but you can't go in looking for it. You just have to know in the back of your mind if you happen across it. That makes sense. Yeah. No, that's a good strategy. I think I'll, I'll try to incorporate that. I think when I go, I usually just, whatever jumps out at me, I'll, I'll, I'll immediately go up to and just like, just look at it. I never, I think, I, I think I feel like the same way with thrifting is I never go in with like something I want to find, but I, I always look for stuff that catches my eye. Yeah. And you can um, have guidelines. Yeah. Just not too specific. Yeah. Um, like you want to get like a sweater or something, you want to get like, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, do, do, do you like to get like ugly Christmas sweaters and stuff too? Uh, the thing about ugly. <laughs> Air quotes ugly Christmas sweaters. Uh, so, uh, one of my. I have a lot of different collections, as you're aware of. <laughs> yeah. And one of them is novelty sweaters. What's ugly to someone might be like so beautiful to someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm looking at your sweater right now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But yeah, um, sometimes if I like search like shopping secondhand online, then I'll use keywords with someone who might not have my interest, so I will look for Yeah. And then like people who label them as that usually have lower prices too because they think it's ugly. So like who's gonna want this? It's like yes. Short answer, yes. Ugly sweaters. Yeah, I feel like more drawn to stuff that has more stuff on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like this sweater has a tassel on it that I love. Yeah. Um, I don't think it needs it, but it, I, I. It's a super cool. Yeah. It's some flavor. <laughs> it wouldn't be the sweater without it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah, thank you. I'm not ready for this video right now because I still have my salad. I still have my social No, go ahead. I have edamame. If I don't eat it now, it's going to get cold. Okay, okay. You can eat your, like, side stuff if you want right now. I'm gonna be swift. Mm-hmm. All this damn talking. It's I'll so talk for it. I'll talk for a little bit. <laughs> so we're we're at Mido. That's M I D O H in Rowland Heights. Yeah. 
and we're eating carbonara udon today. Um, it looks so good. Um, it's got the carb, it's got the udon, it's got sauce, like it's like dripping in sauce, and there's these beautiful spinach leaves that I love. Oh, I love spinach. Um, and we have edamame, uh, and we've got miso, and we got some salad. It's a big course meal here. Very delicious. Yeah. Alright, so yeah, it's in a creamy white sauce, mm -hmm. which is great. I love white sauce. Traditionally, udon. It's pronounced udon, not udon. udon. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> just a quick interjection. Sorry. Um, yeah, traditionally udon is served hot in like a suitcase with like the dashi broth. Yeah. But I am a huge fan of like creamy white sauce, like Alfredo mm -hmm. pasta and like margarita pizza. Uh -huh. Something about it just really calls me. Yeah. yeah. So this is like the total package. It's got flavor, it's got punch, it's got some bacon slices mm -hmm. in it, like soft. Mm. Really adds that nice salt flavor. Mm -hmm. The spinach balances out very well. Mm -hmm. Get that kind of crispness, that crunch. I feel like a lot of times in the noodles you don't really get vegetables too. Um, or the noodles I eat. The noodles you eat. <laughs> <laughs> like with pho, you have like bean sprouts you can put in, but it's not like included. Usually, you have to put it in yourself, however much you want. Um, I didn't know like, uh, a lot of like ramen. I think too is mostly just like broth and, and noodles and pork and like maybe a piece of seaweed. Um, well, maybe you should order some udon sometime. Yeah, I, I clearly should. <laughs> Got some um, nice toppings there. <laughs> yeah, no, this is really creamy and good. Ah. The place I was talking about, I was talking, we were talking outside, I was telling you about a place called Monzo, um, and they have salts that doesn't have soup in it, and I think they just give like a giant like spoon with everything, it's just kind of standard, um, probably just to help people, you know, take on the noodles. <sighs> These noodles are so delicious, mm -hmm. oh my god. Mm -hmm. from here because I just love it so much. <laughs> it never disappoints, always satisfies, and mm -hmm. I have some like to take home later. Mm -hmm. Didn't you try cooking this at home recently too? Yeah, yeah. A few times enough. actually. Yeah, you know, so cooking is always experimental. Yeah. The flavor right now is not quite right. Not sure why. <laughs> You'll get there. I'll get there. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, the pepper is a really, um, I think it's really a great part of it, because it's like, not, it's like coarsely ground, so you can see like really big pieces in it, mm -hmm. and they really add like another like dimension of flavor to like, it like cuts through the creaminess, it's so right, good. Right. Yeah, it's just a great combination all together. Mm -hmm. Is this your first time trying a dish like this? Um, no, I've had creamy udon before. Maybe not like with like, I guess not like with uh, traditionally like West or like Western sauce, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, I've had udon with, I've had like a creamy non soup udon before. But yeah, no, this is really, really delicious. Yeah. Um, how'd you find this place? Um, 
you looked good. It caught my attention. I came. I ate it. I came back. I did the same thing. For this dish. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could. Um, or I should like. I'm like really always like about finding new restaurants, but then I like always end up going to the same places usually, um, just out of convenience. But I mean, I, I you know I'm using this podcast as an excuse for me to find new places to eat. So hopefully I get to find some good stuff. This is yeah. This is uh, an amazing find. I actually also come out to Roland Heights that much. Do you come out to here like the area a lot too, or? Um, not really anymore. My best friend used to live in Roland Heights, mm-hmm. so growing up I would come here often. Mm. So I'm not opposed to driving out this way, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I usually like coming to this place because it's like a good in between from like LA County to Orange County, and I went to school in Orange County, so a lot of my friends still live out that way. So mm-hmm. like this is a decent in between that they're willing to drive. Uh huh. I also took my Valentine's Day date here because it was delicious, <laughs> and I got to juice. <laughs> yeah. This is a good, no, this is a good date spot. I mean, you got Miyazaki um, movie playing here every time, apparently. And usually it's not this crowded, yeah. like busy. But then again, I usually don't come this late in the day. Oh. You know? I think they close around nine. Good time would probably be like closer to five six. Usually when I come, it's pretty empty and very quiet. Really? I thought it would be like less empty later on, just because. Uh, I guess people would be already done eating, but I guess not on a weekday. Oh well, we're here and we're dealing with it. <laughs> no, this is like the perfect meal. Or like, it gets me too full, but it doesn't get me too far past it. Yeah. And savor it some more. Yeah. yeah. I know it'd be sad if I don't take this back. I don't want to eat it later. You don't want you to be sad. I want to be sad. <laughs> I want to enjoy this to the fullest extent. Yeah. In the meantime, I'll finish the salad. <laughs> like about going to Japanese restaurants is like they give you like, course. So you got your soup, you got your salad, you got this. When I was a kid I used to get dessert too. But I'm too old now. <laughs> um, yeah, so you are half Japanese. Um, so you go to a lot of like I guess were you like exposed to a lot of Japanese culture growing up as well? Yeah, um, so I identify as Japanese American. Okay. Technically. Uh, my family, my mom's side, the Japanese American side, we're very close. Did you still around in the area or did you? Or, um, yeah, I live very close to my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
we basically see each other, like the whole family, like my aunts and uncles, my cousins, very often. Okay. Yeah. I feel like a lot of like Asian immigrant families kind of stay together when they, well, I guess, yeah, when they move in. Um, but they, like, my aunts and uncles are all pretty close. Um, I have a few that live out here on my mom's side on Roland Heights. But everyone mostly stayed in like Monterey Park. Um, a few, one of my cousins, one of my uncles on my dad's side is in Diamond Bar. Um, so everyone's like pretty close. Um, and I do see them a lot, which I really appreciate. But yeah, I guess I've never really like had to travel far to like see family, which I really appreciate. Um, and it's nice because like my family always makes an effort to like go to events like graduations all together and like get seats together. Um, like it was nice when they came down to like San Diego to see me graduate college. That was that was really cool. Um, and so I've tried to do it, you know, for as many of my cousins as I could too, just to keep it keep it going. So you've also been doing a lot of like, you started doing like videos and vlogs and stuff. You you've been posting like outfits and stuff on Instagram too. How did you get started on that? It's something that I wanted to do in high school, but I didn't. <laughs> like post your outfits? Yeah, just to share my style and like just do like a style vlog, find like-minded people who also had similar styles because I didn't know anyone that could be Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also thought about it during college, but like it's such a process. Like you have to be confident, you have to do it like with backgrounds or whatever, and lighting and editing and all that. I feel like it. I have a lot of hobbies and that just be like something else I would have to devote my time to. Yeah. So after college, I had some free time to start a new hobby, so I decided to finally try a photographing outfit now. Yeah, and you like you put a lot of like effort into your post too. You like do editing on the backgrounds. Cause like you, you do it basically like in, your, in front of your, or like next to your house or something, right? Like against your house wall usually. You'll never know. It's all Photoshop. Okay, well, the beautiful rainbow walls that are nowhere I see. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, you like put a lot of effort into like making your backgrounds really colorful and pretty too. Um, have you found like that community? I guess that you're really looking for too. So I feel like I have a foot in the door, but I haven't fully crossed that threshold. I've been able to connect with a lot of people, but also I've made contacts before from blogging who, like, with other style bloggers before I started sharing my stuff. So I already have some contacts to kind of catapult me into certain circles, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna keep it up. It's just something fun to do. Um, are you are you trying? You're, you're not trying to like become like a fashion blogger, I guess. No. No. <laughs> I mean, you're, yeah, you're 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 studying right now. To and you're, you're back in school. Like, what are you what are you studying right now? Um. So I guess the current goal is to become a therapist. So. 
not in a grad program yet or anything. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Every one of my relatives. So. <laughs> we can cut it out. <laughs> yeah, it's not related to my creative endeavors, I guess. Just kind of like something I think I would enjoy because it involves creativity in figuring out how to, or what type of therapy, what type of activities and things that you can do to help someone. Uh-huh. Get back into their lifestyle after like maybe a stroke or an accident or something. So it involves great thinking, but not necessarily in the vein that I guess. Yeah. Um, would you still continue, I guess, like doing this kind of stuff after after you like got a job and like were settled as a as a therapist? Um, will the motivation still be there? <laughs> it's hard to say because I have a lot of hobbies as you're Yeah. And you can't juggle them all at the same time because it takes so much of your energies and focus. Yeah. So you kind of have to cycle through them and figure out what you want to focus on. So. Uh, yeah, so you're doing a lot. You're like you're you're you're, you're working. You're going to school, and you're doing your um, Instagram and your your videos now. It's, and you you kind of have probably one of like the best I, or of the people I know, one of the best work life balances um, or a sense of that, I guess. <laughs> um, how did you? I mean, did that come from how you like grew up, or how did you learn how to like balance and kind of balance your time between all your different hobbies and interests? Well, I've always had a lot of different interests, and I've always been very high achieving and wanting to be the best in everything that I do. So I've always, I guess known how much time I need to dedicate to each thing I want to do, and I want to do a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe if I'm going to do something, i got to put in my all to it. Yeah. So I don't like half-assing anything. Um, how to answer your question that had a pretty clear idea of the balance that I need. Um, I've had trouble with overworking myself, but I don't know. I guess I learned how to best manage my time without doing too much and getting no sleep during college, studying psychology and doing stress. Yeah, behavioral things, how it affects your health. Yeah. Different strategies and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting what you said earlier about like knowing, I guess, exactly what amount of time each thing will take. Because I think one of the biggest problems for me when I try to figure stuff out is I grossly underestimate the amount of time that I'll need to do something. Yeah. So like I, I'm kind of the same way where I like I wanted, I have a lot of interests that I want to do, um, and I, I really would like to like you know I have like I guess like a high marker for qual or of like quality for what the stuff that I want to do and oftentimes I think I spend the most time just like 
doing it, messing up a little, and being like, oh no, I gotta do like the whole thing over again, you know? Um, I mean, do you account for that kind of time too when you start doing stuff? Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I am aware of. I'm aware that I tend to overwork myself and make things difficult for myself and make things longer than they should take. Uh (laughs) So I always account for that when I'm doing something because I know I will take like at least twice as long as someone else doing it, which sucks, but I mean, it'll get me to my degree of perfection, you know, so I'm not going to complain about it. Uh I'm I'm aware usually of how much time something's going to take me, and I usually... Over uh, estimate it. Same thing with like timeliness. I guess you always have to have room for error. Yeah. Like wiggle room. You know, so. Yeah. I think I was kind of the same way when I was like working a few jobs. Uh-huh. Um, well, that was easier because I had like you know like set shifts, so I could go from one thing, leave, finish it, and then I could account for like travel time between stuff or like between yeah. classes. And it, it's easier when it's like stuff that's like has it's on a strict schedule. But I think like as an adult, it's hard. For, it's been hard for me to like adjust to trying to do my own thing and like having to stay late at work sometimes because sometimes it's just what happens and you have to do it Um, and then also like again like 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 you said like doing like I said like doing things and then messing up a little and being like ah this isn't like what I want and just having to like scrap it and start all over yeah that always sucks (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'd say I'm a pretty organized person but kind of like a chaotic organized person if you know what I mean well no I don't know what that means no It's uh, very contradictory, I guess. <laughs> Is that like those like good or like chaotic good oh, alignment yeah. charts? Kind of like that, yeah, for sure. I'm like a chaotic good. What do you? How do you like? How would you like describe chaotic organized? Yeah, I guess it's kind of hard to describe. You just have to envision it. <laughs> Is it like, because you were telling me how you like have a lot of stuff, but I've like seen like snippets of like your room, I guess, in like your videos, and it's like, you have a lot of stuff, but everything's like very neatly. Yeah, there you go, the chaotic organization. (laughs) There you go. Like there's a lot going on, but you know where everything is. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like looking at it, you can tell Uh there's, there's an organization system. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, I'm feeling a certain way today. This has to be here and that has to be there. So it's kind of, what's the word, yeah. arbitrary? Yeah, yeah. Uh, same thing with, like when I'm organizing my closet. It's like, what am I feeling? What kind of good conversation is happening here? Yeah. What needs to be where? What needs to be next to this? Yeah. That, like, how does it relate? What are they like saying to each other? Uh-huh. And so like it changes as people do. <laughs> it's like how you have to change your outfit halfway through the day because it's not speaking to you anymore. It's not expressing who you yeah. are. Yeah, I always keep a change clothes in my car if I'm going out after work I think and I want to I want to look a different way yeah 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 um but yeah I like to make time schedules I like to map out time chunks uh-huh. to devote to things uh-huh. I have a planner sometimes I don't use it and I get really stressed out but sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's just like a mess of all these things going on it's just like why do I even need this <laughs> so, kind of like a weird relationship with yeah. organization. Yeah. But I think about things a lot. 
So that's how I organize my time and balance of different things <laughs> in a chaotic way. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, you also incorporate a lot of like colors and stuff into yeah. like organization. Like, you have this really oh, yeah. beautiful rainbow desk, or like not desk, but like just drawers from Target or whatever. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> they're from Michaels, actually. Mm. They're imported from the UK. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Great quality. Yeah. Very vibrant, colorful. You can switch up the colors uh -huh. of the drawers. Uh -huh. If you're not really feeling a rainbow, you can switch it up to like something more. I don't know. Monochromatic. Monochromatic. <laughs> not, not, not like that. It, it's colorful. Which <laughs> <laughs> is like every or like one shelf is all like red, one shelf is all like orange. Oh, you mean like across the yeah, shelves? Yeah, yeah. you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> that probably you've never, you, you, you never really want to do that. <laughs> well, the thing is, I like I like color more than rainbow. Yeah. So sometimes rainbow isn't like a good stimulation. Uh huh. If you, can you understand yeah. that? Yeah, because sometimes it feels like try it. Uh -huh. It's like, uh, uh, <laughs> but, then, it, yeah. but then you switch up like blue next to yellow and it's like, mm, that looks good. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I do with the drawers. <laughs> and my wardrobe, I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess have you always been like interested in like color and stuff? Oh. Colorful things? You know, I think I had a period when I wasn't, but looking back at photos of my childhood, it's very colorful. Colorful 90s kid. I mean, my mom chose all my clothes, which was great. But I had like a big sense of personality. Yeah. But um, when I started going through like adolescence and puberty, like 8, 9, 10, through 13 or whatever, yeah. I became very rebel, monochromatic, tomboy. Uh-huh. And I was not interested in colors to the certain like extent that I was before. Mm -hmm. I was more into like black studs, <laughs> chain, yeah, black fishnet mm -hmm. kind of goth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then um, in eighth grade, um, I was in Miss Clark's class. Did you have Miss Clark in? Anyway, no. she was great. She was kind of bad. No, no. <laughs> but, um, she had this program at the end of the year where we had pen pals in high school. Uh -huh. So uh, as we were 8th grade transitioning into high school, yeah. we already knew Somebody. the older yeah. mentors there. And so like when I joined band, I was like, oh my god, my mentor is a senior in the trumpet <laughs> and I was like, I can never speak to him because I have like personal advice when I get to high school. And I was like, oh my god. And Lindsay, my best friend, uh -huh. um, she her pen pal. So we wrote the letters and we sent them to the high school guide. Yeah. And I was <laughs> sorry, Larry. I was kind of upset when he chose me because Lindsay got someone so much better than me, and I was a bitter. <laughs> Because, <laughs> like, my pen pal would, like, type black, paper, uh -huh. black ink or whatever. Uh -huh. And then Lindsay would get these handwritten, flowery, beautiful, colorful uh -huh. little doodles and hearts and uh -huh. stuff and rainbows. And I was like, mm. <laughs> I got some, like, stodgy old guy who was so boring and, like, a business person. I was, like, doing, like, colorful letters. I don't know who he was. I just know he was, like, oh, 
Interesting. So I guess that, I guess like Debbie kind of inspired that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really jealous. And then when I got to high school and I met her, because I was in girls league, and she was my big sis. She chose me as her little sis, and I was like, Sorry, you have her as your mentor. She's my big sis. Anyway, so um, I was kind of coming out of my uh, sporty tomboy phase because I wanted to like, create a different image for high school yeah. that was more me. Mm-hmm. And uh, Debbie helped bring that out uh-huh. because she was so colorful, always wearing bright, vivid colors and very into rainbows. And I was like, what is the order of the rainbow? I don't know. I have to memorize this for chemistry class. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I know the colors of the rainbow because of Daddy. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Look at me now. Rainbow everything. Yeah. I just rainbow colors. All the colors. <laughs> but yeah, so Debbie was definitely like a catalyst to my very extra colorful yeah. blossoming style. Yeah. It was there, but she wanted it. Yeah. I don't remember what your original question was. That it was about the colors. Why you? Why? Well, you can thank (laughs) Debbie. In conclusion, she she watered my garden. Uh, I mean, do you feel like there are more people, I guess, who are interested in like your style of fashion now too? Because I don't really have a style. Okay. Or like a certain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of different influences of subcultures of fashion that have influenced me and the way that I think about clothing, but it's not really cohesive. Okay. Uh, It's like, oh, I love broccoli. Oh, I love punk. Oh, I love blonde. Oh, I love fairy kit. Oh, I love Japanese style. Oh, I love sporty. Like, you know, everything is like very different, and a lot of people are very committed to a very certain subset of style and fashion. Yeah. They have that image. But my style is not very cohesive, I guess, in that sense. Yeah. I just like a lot of different things, and I think it shows in my outfits. Yeah. No, I, I, um, I don't really, I don't really like study fashion at all, really. <laughs> um, Get out of the room. <laughs> I don't know, I just like, wh- wh- yeah, whenever I see your posts, I like, I, I know it's going to be like something colorful or something like kind of nice and like kind of, I, I, I like graphic too, I think I, I, I associate a lot with you. kind of graphic? <laughs> We're talking here. Oh, not that kind of graphic. Um, <laughs> like graphics. Um, I like. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? Now that I think about, I like. I like expect things from you, or like, I, not expecting. <laughs> I like. I like. Can like associate with you like a certain like I guess like maybe maybe like a color I don't know maybe like a mood you definitely have like a yeah like a mood around your post I guess um, or like a feel it's interesting um, but yeah you're right it's like never really like because you have like you wore like knits you were like you like like also like windbreakers and like um, poodle skirts stuff like yeah it's, 
but you like kind of like pair oh, yeah. everything together so well that it, it, it looks like a style. Thank you. I told you you want to plug? Perfect. Um, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna plug your Instagram. Um, anything else you want me to like, or like just like in the description and like at the end of it? Do you have anything else you wanted me to talk about? No, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> you can check out Leanne's store, I guess, if you want to. But yeah, thanks for thanks for taking me here. Thanks for showing me the the sights and the delicious carbonara udon. 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 Sorry. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I love this dish. <laughs> it's really good. It's delicious. I'm Everyone, glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, And that was episode 7 of Slurp, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. As usual, I have a few thank yous I want to give out before I finish up today. First off, of course, thank you to my guest, the wonderful Leanne. You can find her Instagram, which again has top-notch, colorful, vivacious personality and fashion at Hana. that's P-E-T-E-Y-H-A-N-A on Instagram. You can also find her Etsy shop where she sells beautiful jewelry, again, colorful, vivacious, full of personality, pdhana.etsy.com. Speaking of colorful people, I'd also like to thank the person who did my logo, Jason Lee, the Hong Kong-based artist. Thank you so much, Jason. I love it so much. Uh, you can find more of his work on Instagram at Hong Kong Gong, or you can go to his website and buy some of his art on hongkonggong.com. I also like to thank the musician Ginger Root, who let me use his song in my dreams from his album Spotlight People on my podcast. Uh, you can listen to more of his music on iTunes, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, or Spotify. And if you want to support our podcast, there's so many ways you could do that too. You can subscribe to Two Kevin's Record Podcasts on iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram at SlurpPod. You can also follow the playlist on SoundCloud. That's bit.ly slash SlurpPod. Any amount helps. It only goes to me reimbursing my guests for food. If we ever hit the amount where it's over the uh, amount that I paid for guest food, then it will go to charity. But it hasn't hit that yet. So let's hit that goal, guys. Um, and I'm going to be releasing some fun content, especially from this episode. I have some special uh, deleted scenes, <laughs> deleted podcast audio that you can only hear on my Patreon. So go check it out. Kick in a dollar, two dollars. Again, anything helps. Uh, and that's it for me. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great weekend. And as usual, keep on slurping. Uh.